Welcome to We Need to Talk, conversations on wellness to inspire, relate and enlighten with Coast FM's feel-good breakfast host, Tony Street. Hello there, welcome to We Need to Talk. We have a special guest today and there's a couple of reasons why I'd like to talk to Josh Emmett. Firstly, because he's a great man and he's a very, very good cook. And you'll know this if you follow him on Instagram because he is always making weird and wonderful recipes that have... Uh, attracted the attention of international stars. What do you do, Josh, on Christmas Day as someone that is cooking throughout the year? And I did see in particular, it was, was it a tiramisu that you did with the batched cocktails? That looked wickedly nice. Oh, my God. And actually, you've, you've, hit, you've hit the nail right on the head with that because I actually didn't think of that. I've been thinking about this. And, and Christmas is, let's be honest, Christmas is difficult, right? It's a difficult um, busy time. It's it's Christmas is lovely, wonderful. We love Christmas presents. The kids are the kids are on fire, um, but the preparation, the organisation that goes into Christmas is often extremely stressful for people. I think so. You could talk about the you know um, before we talk about the the glorious thing, which is the food and what we're going to eat and drink. Um, the practicality is 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 uh, you've got to start by writing a list and a menu. I think you know I do. I know what I've, I can't keep it all in my head. There's too much food going on. And if you can't keep it in your head. No one can. Oh my I'm god! Sorry. <laughs> I can't. I can't. So I. So what we normally do is we have we have we have canapes, which is sort of brunch stroke early lunch, you know, at about 11 o'clock in yeah. the morning. We've got a few little canapes. My Auntie Jude, um, who I adore, she makes this amazing air, which is a, a puff pastry with caramelised onions and anchovies and olives. Ooh. That's her little canapé. We normally do some seafood or some salmon or something like that. Then our lunch... Um, becomes sort of that afternoon lunch stroke early dinner. So we have it at about three o'clock. So we have this wonderful big lunch. Um, we may do turkey this year. We've already been talking about this. We do turkey. Sometimes we do duck. Uh, we love roasting duck because it's absolutely delicious. Uh, we've got a bit of a mixture in our household because Helen's obviously English. Mm. Um, I've lived in England for a long time um, and I'm a Kiwi. So it's that summer versus winter. So Helen's very much in the roast camp. Yorkshire pudding. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Old school sort of roast and vegetables and all that sort of thing. And I'm a little bit more in that summer camp, although I do love that start the old the, the wintery style feel of Christmas because everything that everything all branding around Christmas is winter, isn't it? Let's I'm be with you. I just and, embrace it, and let's be honest, it's not often really hot on Christmas Day in no, New Zealand. No, it's not, unfortunately. <laughs> so salads and that sort of thing, I think, are wonderful. Um, so we so we balance it out with some salads, uh, some really beautiful meats. We often do roast potatoes because roast potatoes are, are delicious, and then dessert. Um, once we once we do dessert, that becomes sort of um, your um, uh, you almost your dinner. You know, you're like, yeah. you know, because you don't really eat after dessert. You end up eating dessert at six or seven o'clock at night, and then you might have a late night snack if you've had too much to drink and various other things like that. But I think the organisation is is a really huge part of it, and for people trying to. Um, coordinate who's doing what and why and make, do really good planning. I think you need really good comms with your sort of family to try and figure out who's doing what and why. And if you if someone's going to make a trifle and someone's going to make a pavlova and someone's going to make a chocolate log, for instance, well, and, there's, and there's 20 of you, there's no point making 20. You get, if you make a bit enough for 20 of each of those, you've got 60 portions. Yeah. You know? And it's going to be sitting in your fridge for 
which is for days, which is delicious. But I think you need to plan really carefully so you don't have fridges full of food and things goes off. Although you want, um, you definitely want leftover ham and some de- leftover meats and some leftover veggies is quite good as well. I know it's quite nice to fry up even the next day. Hundred percent. That's um, exactly what you need. Can I ask you about your roast potatoes because they, to me, you gotta have crispy, nice spuds on Christmas Day. So yep. how do you do yours? Is there any sort of special technique you? Use I use Helen's technique. Oh, Helen, otherwise what get, does yeah, Helen otherwise do? I get, otherwise, I get in trouble. Um, yeah, well, now Helen, so Helen does a thing that her father, I think it was her father that used to do it, which was, um, you know, you boil your potatoes, parboil your potatoes, and then you drain them off and then put them back on the heat and keep the heat on and dry them out in the pan. Mm-hmm. And then you put a tea towel over the top and the lid on, and then you fluff them. So you rough the whole edges of them up. Then they go into um, really hot either duck fat or oil in the oven in a tray and you roast them with, you know, salt and that sort of thing. We often do duck fat because we often have, we have duck fat in the, in the fridge. Um, but that, they are amazing. And the other thing about Christmas Day is um, dishes. Dishes just, there's dishes everywhere. It's just, so I'm annoying. such a clean, neat freak. It just drives me nuts. So I almost would do the potatoes the, the, the day before and have them in the fridge. So, so you do parboil that, them. You do parboil ah. and do that fluff process, then put them in the fridge. If you're making triple cooked potatoes, it's often the process. They spend a day or two in the fridge. It helps with the um, crispiness. I'm going to do um, that. And then you've boiled it, the pot's gone, then you just put them in a tray and tray baking them and, and, and they're done, right? And, and the pot's and, already been cleaned. You, you, you just, you're just one step ahead. So prepping in advance is a really, really good thing for Christmas Day so that you're not, and you know, coming back to that tiramisu thing you said earlier, tiramisu you make the day before, right? Uh-huh. Um, and it's better the second day so that you're not making it, not having, you don't get up on Christmas morning and think, shit, I've got to make a tiramisu. A tiramisu. That's not happening <laughs> ever. Um, I'm going to make sure, I'm going to my um, parents' house in Taranaki for Christmas and they are last minute people. So oh, I, yeah, yeah. on Christmas Eve, I'm going to be doing a tiramisu now. I'm going to be doing potatoes. Mum's going to lose her mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what about the gravy? Because I think a great gravy is really important. I love gravy. Do you have, has Helen got a recipe for me? Or? Uh, oh, my God. The gravy chat in our house is goes pretty deep. <laughs> it's like Helen's, Helen actually said to me this morning when we were having a conversation pre-Megan here was that, well, gravy. Now, what are we? It all got serious. What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? But that chicken, she was like, "This just chicken, um, chicken wing gravy we made last year, which you you do chicken wings, yeah. you know, like nice chilled chicken wings, and you make them as part of the gravy. So you roast them, and then you make a gravy out of them with beef stock and that sort of thing and vegetables. So you make it with the with the juices of the chicken wings. Well, you put the, you roast the chicken wings and you put the chicken wings in there, which help flavor it. Yeah. So it's like making a stock. Okay. Um, and then once I've cooked out for a 45 minutes or an hour, you strain it and then you take those chicken wings and pull all the meat off them, chop it all up and put it back into the sauce. Ah, and just whiz it all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. So you have this beautiful sort of um, uh, lovely chicken. Yeah, yeah. And it's got bits through there. And actually we we make this um, uh, entrecote sauce, which we serve with steak at uh, at Guilt. Um, And that has um, chopped blended chicken livers through it. And it is 
absolutely glorious. It's got a real underlying sort of meatiness to it, and you can't quite put, you're like, oh, my God, that's delicious. What is that? Um, that, that is, you know, you can put that sort of thing through it. But the gravy, gravy's got to be great, and it can be made the day in advance as well. So I want to be, you know. So, so we do the chicken wings, pull the chicken off. Um, what else goes into that stock? Oh, you put like chicken stock and beef stock. You know, chicken you buy and chicken stock. and beef okay. stock um, in, this, in, in the supermarket. Yep. But buy the, buy the uh, beef stock that has a little bit of uh, thickness to it, a bit of consistency. You can use cubes, but they tend to be you, you know, the, the old school um, Bisto cubes, but yep. they are quite um, watery because they're not a, a thick stock. But you can thicken it with um, corn flour. You know, yeah, corn flour or um, butter and flour. Okay, mm, so yeah. what will you be specifically cooking? So you're going to have a traditional uh, roast with some salads. What dessert will you make? I love a pavlova. I love a trifle. Um, I uh, tiramisu is a good idea. You've actually just I've inspired you. You, 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 you fired me up with that one. That was your first. Well, thing I just I'm saw like, oh, it on it. your Instagram as a reel, and it looked divine. And this is yeah, it's delicious. But I think I think with that one, and I'll, I'll make a call on this one. That Helen will be like, I love it because it sounds easy, and I'm going to do it the day before, and it's delicious. And she'll be like, That's too easy. You're going to you know we're going to do something more interesting. I love making a Yule log. You know how you make it a traditional. Traditional Yule log, which is like a chocolate log. Yeah, it's a chocolate log, and you decorate it like a log, and it has a little branch coming off it. And you, and you, it, I, th- I, I quite like making those sorts of things because they're, they're so festive. At, they're festive very, vibes. they're very festive, and they're delicious. Um, but yeah, the traditional things like that, I can't go past a pavlova. I love meringue. So. Yeah, we have to have a pav. Every and then, year. and then strawberries and cream, simple things like berries and cream, especially if you. I know my mum. Um, she's down in Tiamu. Cambridge sort of Hamilton area and there's these amazing berry farms down there that got you get beautiful big boysenberries and strawberries and raspberries and they're just they're so good um, and you you battle to find them that good in the supermarket. But So if you've got that in your area, I'd be doing strawberries and cream. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, we drive from Auckland to Taranaki, and on the mm. way we stop off at the Pew Pew Berry Farm, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they're yeah. exactly the same. They're just not as good as what I've seen in the shops at Auckland. So oh my God, you've got to yeah. take the opportunity when it arises. Yeah, 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 100%. And then there's other beautiful things in season. Asparagus is still in season. Sweet corn will hopefully be in season. Um, cherries might have come through in season. You know, stone fruit starts to come through over here as well. So there's lots of interesting things like that that all, depending on whether they come late or early, are around Christmas. You're listening to We Need to Talk, conversations on wellness with Coast FM's breakfast host, Tony Street. You had Margot Robbie here in Auckland at your restaurant. Now, I don't know what it is about you attracting these uh, female stars in Hollywood. How on earth did that come about? Uh, yeah, that was really nice. That came about because um, she was launching her gin over here. Um, we stock and supply a gin in both the Oyster Inn and in Onslow. Uh, and she was on a bit of a promotional tour, but she came in and had a Sunday lunch with um, her friends who she launched the gin with and, and, the, and, the, and the wider team. It was awesome. She was, she was, she was lovely to meet and just a, a really nice person. And of course, if you don't know who Margot Robbie is, she is Barbie. And there is no bigger movie this year than Barbie. Uh, so what did 
did Barbie order then when she was at your restaurant? Well, she had a set menu actually, and her husband and her were quite cute because they sat next to each other. And when they had a choice, they ordered their alternate things so they could share their two dishes. And she uh, ate all her food and did, you know, um, completely normal to be honest. It's the sort of thing that you and I would do. You know, we ate our steak and enjoyed our vegetables, and yeah, um, so she, she was awesome. Yeah. Did she give you any feedback? I know you, you got a photo of her as she was leaving too, didn't you? Yeah, I got a photo of her there outside, uh, which w- which was brilliant. Had a quick little chat. Um, yeah, she was just really pleasant, to be honest. Um, which which is which is nice and refreshing because um, you know you meet a lot of people through restaurants and probably through you know your job as well. You, you meet a lot of interesting people, get the opportunity to see you know a lot of um, you know famous people and interesting people and a, a real mix. Um, and um, some people are amazing and some people are less amazing. Absolutely, she was, and she was very cool. Oh, that's great to hear. Now, that was at your Onslow restaurant, but you have recently opened another, in addition to that and the Oyster Inn, which is on Waiheke Island, Gilt. Tell us about Gilt, and you've opened this just before Christmas. Correct, but but Tony, that's a perfect time to open. That is that is our little dream time to open. So Helen and I um, have been on this uh, since December last year. We 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 just committed and uh, we started the build in April. It's been a long. Um, a long year, you know, anxious year, I guess, with, with deciding that we were going to do this at this specific time. Um, the best time to open a restaurant is is really probably September. Um, you know, pre-Christmas, you get a bit of a lead-in where you iron out all your creases and get yourself nice and organised, and then you get the Christmas rush, and uh, that really helps with, you know, um, building the business. But Gilt is a uh, European brasserie. It's in the Auckland District Law Society building, the, the building that they've occupied for many years and um, uh, uh, it's, it's under redevelopment at the moment. Um, so it's, you know, uh, uh, just on Chancery Street. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous spot. It's a site we looked at about four, uh, four and a half years ago. Um, and it sort of came and dropped back in our laps um, last year. Meant and to be. We, and we, when, we, when we get those little signs, we say, well, you know what, that was meant to be. And, and we decided to run with it. And, you know, we've had a great, um, great six weeks, uh, you know, that whole brasserie concept, really simple food, beautiful environment. We went pretty hard on the uh, fit out. Yeah, I've seen uh, some pictures. I haven't been yet, but it does look pretty luxe. It's gorgeous. It's very comfortable, um, very European. Uh yeah, we, we, we were really happy with um, how everything's going. Yeah. Uh, opening a restaurant, um, you know, in Auckland CBD post-COVID, some people might look and go, oh, that feels like a risk. But now you've just told me, you know, you're around where all the lawyers are having their boozy lunches. So I could kind of see the method there. It's, you know, we, we love the city and, and Onslow's just up the hill. Um, we love that little area of the city. Uh, we, uh, you know, we're heavily invested in it. We think that it's it's a great space. The laneways there have always been very cool. They've been cool for years. Um, and, you know, the city took 100% took a bit of a knock through through COVID and that sort of thing. But we we love it. We don't think it's ever, um, you know, going to change that much. We think it's going to develop and, and, and get better. Um, and we're part of that. You know, we're part of going in there and doing doing great things. And we've got Panacea Bar, which is opposite us. Um, great little, cool little bar. We've got Rumours Coffee. who do the best coffee in, in, in bloody New Zealand opposite us. So there's lots of Cairns, which has been there. So at the wine shop, if you, you've probably been there. Yeah, Tony. I know it. Um, <laughs> which it been, that's been there many, 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 many years. And of course, O'Connell Street Bistro, which is 
isn't there anymore had been there for 25 years plus, you know. Um, so it's, it's, a gr- it's a good spot. Yeah, and I do feel like it's a good time for Auckland CBD as well. The cruise ships are back. We had the Disney cruise here. Um, you've got Commercial Bay. Um, everything is rushing back and we're meant to have a very nice summer. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you, Helen, and the boys have a very Merry Christmas. And just if you're in Auckland around uh, Christmas time, and specifically the first few weeks of January, when the tennis was rained out last year, I ended up at Onslow for quite a number of hours. So it's not far away. So if we do get a spot of rain, you know where to go. We need to talk with Tony Street. To get in touch, email we need to talk at coastonline.co.nz. If you enjoyed this podcast, Podcast, click to share with family or friends. Catch more from Tony Street, Jace Reeves and Sam Wallace. Listen 5 till 9 weekday mornings on Coast FM or check out the Daily Breakfast Catch-Up Podcast right here.